Welcome to the G3 Podcast. I am Virgil Walker. I'm here with Scott Annual and with Josh Bice. Josh Hoodie the Bice. Josh the Hoodie Bice. It's fall, man. It What's is fall. It, I don't know. Well, I got my I got my fall colors going, right? It's after G3, you're supposed to I know. Kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. 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 I've got work to do. So exactly. I keep it. No, I keep no it. relaxing here. No we're, relaxing we're here. Still pumping. No, no rest for the wicked. So I've got to keep it moving. <laughs> Depends on who you're talking to. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about myself. That said, we do have a conference coming. While one just ended, and we're ecstatic about what happened, we're going to talk about that during this particular podcast. Uh, I'm excited about the next one. Looking forward to May 9th through the 11th. Mark your calendar. You'll want to join us. This one will be a regional conference, a smaller event, but nonetheless, uh, it will be impactful. It will be powerful. It will be significant. You will want to join us at Countryside Bible Church, May 9th through 11th, right there in South Lake, Texas. Dallas, Texas will be where you're, where you'll be flying into. Uh, we can't wait to have you to host you there. It's going to be an amazing, absolutely amazing time. A lot of great speakers. Get on to our website. Go to g3men.org to get registered. That said, gentlemen, we just wrapped up a the 2023 uh, G3 National Conference. And there's a lot to talk about. And so, man, I'm just going to I'm going to toss it to you, Josh, and kind of you could tee us up for for where you want to go and how you want to how you want to talk about. this. Yeah, let's talk about the conference. Let's talk about, you know, what what we experienced mm-hmm. there at the conference. I thought it was just a, a fantastic event. I mean, you guys did a fantastic job. Our team did a wonderful mm-hmm. job. It's fabulous to have all of the attendees there with us. So many friends. I mean, we, we say this often, and of course you said it leading up to the conference numerous times, but it really does serve in many ways like a family reunion. Yeah. So you yeah. start thinking about all the people that you see, and a lot of these people, like I had people come to me um, in the lobby of the Marriott at one point, introduced himself and said, um, of course, I, I recognized the gentleman, and, and he had been to every one of the conferences since we moved to the convention center uh-huh. in 2017. Uh-huh. And there were a couple of people that have actually been to every single G3 conference wow. that were actually there and you know spoke to us. But to see people that you haven't seen in so many years, some, you know, many years, some just since the last national conference is always a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming in on that pre-conference day. And then, of course, it's it's really starting to pick up speed at yep. that point. Yep. And then for me, honestly, walking in on Thursday morning, I was going to be on the live show at this desk. Yeah. It was in the, yeah. in the, you know, pre-function area. area. Yeah. And I turned the corner all the way around at the entrance of the Marriott from the Marriott side of the convention center. And the line was backed up all the way to there. And and I thought there is no way. And as I passed all the people to try to make my way through to get to the, the pre show, you know, the, the live show desk, I noticed that they were all wearing their badges Mm -hmm. So these are people that had gone through the early registration process. They skipped the line and they had their free LSB Bible and they're now in line for the doors to open so that they could get to the seats. They would get good seats. They wouldn't have to stand in a long line for registration. So in other words, the the plan that you executed was was really well done. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for that. Great people are the folks who run registration uh, who are providing oversight for that. Uh, my, my dear sister, Carrie Bice, who, who manages all of that, held it down. I didn't have to go and, and really navigate much. Karis Bice, mm-hmm. uh, who's, we call her the face of G3. I know I'm not supposed to put that out there, but I, I'm going to put that out there. Uh, she did a fantastic job providing oversight for that as well. And just a, a tremendous team, kind of team uh, effort there to make all that work. I, I, I loved being there. Uh, I think for me, it actually started the day before. It was probably the pre-conference conference day as we're rolling in and I'm getting to see things for the last 18 months to two years I've watched on paper, right? I've looked at this thing on paper on a, a floor plan and a breakout or how <laughs> things are going to be set up. And then to walk in and see it live and in full color uh, happen, you know, you've, you've dealt with this many times as you've kind of penciled something down and see it come to fruition. But to, for, for me, the, to kind of see it all in place, uh, and for, and for it to be readied for people to come and enjoy, uh, was absolutely uh, amazing. And, and then to see the people, like you said, lining up in preparation for trying to navigate those hallways, mm-hmm. uh, was next to impossible because of the very, 
kind of feel that you have of folks seeing you again, uh, family friends that you've seen, uh, haven't seen for a while that yeah. are trying to grab you and get your attention. All of that was just a yeah. great, great yeah. experience. And even meeting people for the first time yeah. that like network pastors, for example, that we've seen in Zoom meetings, we've seen on social media, they walk up and it's like, oh, I finally we get to exactly. have that in-person contact it's, it's really cool yeah and there were a ton of first timers mm-hmm. there were a lot of first time people yeah and and you know again just the feedback that i've heard from a lot of these people were like you know we've watched g3 from afar for mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. and we finally made it to a national conference we really didn't know what to expect because what we typically do is just listen to the sermons right and now they're there, and they were just blown away yeah. with everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it was great. Hearing that makes me excited because, like like I said, we've talked about each and every element, every single piece of what we were going to put in place, of what was going to happen, of, of what kinds of things people were going to experience. And so to hear them come to show up and recognize to the point you made, the preaching is going to be off the chart. Uh, we know that. It's, it's, it's G3. That's kind of how that rolls. But to know that there's a different dynamic than simply staying at home and watching it online yeah. and you being in the room yeah. and that you're able to have an experience unlike anything else, uh, that's exactly what we strive sure. for. Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, again, this ministry exists for the purpose of strengthening local churches and strengthening pulpits, and we want that to be the, the, the very aim of this ministry. It doesn't exist for a national conference or a regional conference or a workshop or any mm-hmm. other event. This ministry in totality exists for the strengthening and the health of local churches around the world. And so when we think about that goal, everything that we did— from the pre-conference to the Q&As to the breakouts to the fellowship that was happening to the singing and preaching of the gospel, everything that happened for that entire week mm-hmm. was for the purpose of helping believers be strengthened, educated, encouraged, and equipped in sound biblical theology. Yeah, yeah. And and again, I think that the the mission was accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I want to start with the pre-conference. You you guys were both in the pre-conference. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to speak. Uh, you had the GBTS pre-conference. You had um, uh, the, the the Spanish conference mm-hmm. that yeah. was that was done. You had there was a ladies event as well. Right. Uh, the ladies tea, the pastors' uh, wives tea uh, happening. I, all. I was worried you were going to say ladies pastors. Lady pastors. Tea. It wasn't the yeah. lady pastors <laughs> tea. <laughs> there's, an, there's an article for that at G3. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. But yeah, all of those things were in play on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So the day before the main event takes place, we've got all these things and they're, and they're no less impactful or powerful. Uh, these are, you know, each one of those events that we selected to be a part to participate yeah. were selected because we knew that they would be powerfully impactful mm-hmm. to anybody that, that had a chance to, to witness it, to experience it. But seeing those folks come in, maybe you guys can kind of speak to a little bit of, of what you were experiencing in that environment yeah. and kind of how that all unfolded. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was exciting to see people already coming in, yeah. sort of, you know, the, the pre-conference folks. Uh, I think we had some excellent sessions. All of the all of the sessions in the pre-conference were really, really good. I uh, had, a, had a good Q&A and it was, that you know, I thought it was fun. Anytime, you know, James White is on a Q&A, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but there's some good, good interaction about these, these issues that are relevant, that are you know, being discussed right now, uh, but really modeling how these kinds of conversations can happen in a respectful way, in an honorable way. And I think we accomplished that. We were able to to talk about these very serious things and also model a, a proper Christian way to do so. And I was really encouraged by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was really good. Uh, the, the ladies' tea event, that was awesome to watch as those ladies kind of went into... Are you there? I, I, I watched from afar. Oh. Uh, from, <laughs> from, from, from outside. I set everything up and then kind of stepped back and let the ladies do their thing. I did go in. I set up some chairs for their little Q&A panel and walked out. So I was there for that part. But okay. that, <laughs> did you learn anything? I did. I did. I learned how to set chairs rightly so that they could be you know, in the corner in the right way. But uh, it was great to see that 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 space was absolutely packed out. All of them were. All of them were. Every yeah. single one of them were, and uh, in fact, we've got some great pictures and images that we'll we'll end up posti- posting. I was surprised to see how many people were at the pre-conference. I mean, we're in the main room that could have very easily felt, you know, like there's not a lot of people, but there were so many people there even for that. Yeah, that, that obviously not all eighty eighty three hundred, but 
uh, that was encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Him early. Yeah. It was great. The other thing was the buzz outside, even if they weren't, had not paid for the pre-conference, uh, the buzz outside in the hall as people came in to register early was a lot of fun to kind of mm-hmm. witness. I made the mistake of going to registration, sitting down and maybe trying to help out in some ways, uh, and just got just barraged by all these folks who, who are fans of G3 and fans of the podcast. Hey, oh my gosh, there's, there's Virgil and wanting to connect, which was great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But I had a lot of work behind the scenes to do, so I couldn't get caught up in any <laughs> one location, one space. But what it reminded me of was how many first timers that we had there. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier. I, I want to say just in my experience as I walked around, upwards to about 50 to 60 percent of the people, if not more, were seemed to be first times. Hey, really? it's my wow. first time being here. It's my first experience here. Of the, if, if I walked into 10 people, there were at least six of them who said, hey, first time. I've watched G3 from afar for a long time. I've been connected to G3 via you know the internet, but this is my first time actually making the, making the trek to a national conference to experience it in person yeah. so that was kind of the the experience there yeah so i i mean I, again i think we did a fantastic job in terms of the organization you guys put in a, a really good plan i think it was executed well mm-hmm. um when we think about the sessions i mean you know for for the attendee when the attendee comes to a session or to the conference and they walk in they get their guide they 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 have their family their coffee or whatever it might be and they they go sit down in a seat mm-hmm. You know, then we walk out and we're doing the welcome, the greeting, the yes. announcements, the call to worship, and then you know Matt comes, the musicians leading us in in song, um, and then the preaching, you know, that follows. And then after the preaching, there's a song or two. All of that requires an enormous amount of planning. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, again, I, I wrote a review of my review, an insider's review of. G3's National Conference for 2023, and it's there available at the website at g3men.org. But uh, again, in that review, I listed every single song that we were singing during the conference mm-hmm. and then talked about the fact that, you know, before we arrive there, and there's again uh, an enormous amount of planning that goes into <laughs> yeah. this. So yeah. you have to sit down and you have to think through, okay, what's the text that's being mm-hmm. preached? What's the topic that's being, you know, uh, proclaimed mm-hmm. in that session. And now we have to look at the songs in order for those songs to, it's, it's much like planning a worship service in your local church. Yeah. The purpose of, of the singing is not that we just like the way the song sounds, right? but it's about the word driving the worship. And then of course, responding by by singing the very doctrines that you're you're learning about, right? And so every single one of those songs were planned out uh, intentionally. So, and it was just it's just you know it's it's weighty. Yeah. You know, you're you're sitting there with eighty three hundred brothers and sisters in Christ from around the world, and you're you're hearing the word preach, which can be a bit weighty at times, but then you you stand to your feet and then you respond collectively yes. corporately together yes. yes singing it is just it's an unbelievable and people moment. have probably little idea as to how much planning i mean the the, the numerous <clears throat> meetings and conversations uh in our in our conference room that we had about each <laughs> session and who was preaching and right. what was the text they were going to preach and uh, you know for, for you guys to look at what songs make the most sense and well that song doesn't do we have one that would better for i mean just all of those pieces are happening behind the scenes and then and then you know once that's decided on you know we're getting it i'm working with with scott and with others to to make sure that that gets in a framework that everyone knows about you know where yeah. where it's at what exactly. it's what we're doing what's next who's up next i mean it, it you mentioned kind of planning a worship service uh, on on a, on the lord's day i mean this is like planning 14 of them exactly. right because we've got that many you know main sessions for us to think through and to think about and so that's kind of what goes into mm-hmm. uh, yeah. making sure that people experience that yeah now. like in my sermon in the first session obviously um, i didn't have every manuscript of every preacher obviously so we're just looking at the text and we're trying to match accordingly but right. like i knew that i would be quoting uh, cooper's hymn god mm-hmm. moves in a mysterious way mm-hmm. And so um, because of the fact that I was quoting three specific stanzas, Mm -hmm. then I knew, you know, we wanted to sing that. Mm -hmm. So then we, of course, end up singing that in response, 
which I think is very helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of that is a, is in an effort. It's not just random. It's not just arbitrary. It's not something thrown together. It's thought through in an effort to model what local churches can then take back mm-hmm. and think through as they go back to you know go back to to make plans for their for their Lord's Day services. Mm-hmm. Speak to us a little bit, Scott, about about kind of the, the worship, the style of worship, kind of what we experience in that space as yeah, well. Yeah, I think that we you know we we emphasize the the human voice, the singing of God's people mm-hmm. as being sort of central. Of course, Matt and the musicians did such a fantastic job. You know, it's really an art of leading, but not overpowering. Right. That's hard to do, right. right? So you want to lead the people so that the people sing, but at the same time support what they're doing and not, you know, not be just a performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that can be difficult. But, man, we the, we had some excellent musicians yeah. uh that that played matt of course did a did an excellent job in fact in some ways matt had matt was on the stage more than anybody yeah he was working super super hard uh, i don't think a lot of people know like they were there i think i want to say like six thirty in the morning yeah. doing sound checks yes. several mornings so and and then they're yeah. late at night so in fact we had some of the musicians you know i said in my article um were actually from the atlanta symphony mm-hmm. orchestra mm-hmm. And when Matt told them there's going to be <laughs> mic checks and rehearsals to get ready to go at 6 or 6.30 in the morning, they were like, there's no one that's <laughs> going to be here at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. And then when they went out and opened the doors and there was a line that was a half a mile long, mm-hmm. they were blown away. They didn't yeah. know the G3 yeah. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this was awesome. When, at, once they experienced that, they would come out of session and then go to either the exhibit hall – uh, where all of our exhibitors were, or the bookstore. Yep. Um, both of those, based upon size and space, were set up in two different locations this year. Uh, it was fun to plan, fun to do, and I've, I've kind of already attested to behind the scenes. There was so much space in the bookstore that I wish I'd t- had I'd made a, little, so a few changes in that space. But again, it was a be- it was a benefit to those who walked through there sure uh, because they had an opportunity not only to review books <laughs> and take their time through that process, but they were also able to to fellowship and interact mm-hmm. and then we had a number of our authors who who sat out mm-hmm. there and, and and did book signings and the likes just so a lot of unique things that we had in the bookstore i thought it was kind of cool because both of those spaces kind of had their own feel they did like the exhibit hall was just buzz and action and people talking yeah. and the, the bookstore felt like you know we're going to slow down here and we're yeah. gonna look through these wonderful titles and, and get you know so it, I, it was cool yeah was, yeah um, that, nice to be a part that, of that, that that part was fun and it, it, it was great to have so many so many people take Take advantage of shipping mm-hmm. uh, and what we had there yeah, as well. Nice uh, great to see. We also we had a few exhibitors that were in the in the main bookstore, kind of our platinum mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, exhibitors who were a part of that. Outside, we had outside the doors of of the bookstore space. Uh, we also had cornhole. A, we had we had cornhole. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. did. Did you get any games in? <laughs> yeah, actually, I did. I was walking by, and two guys were throwing, and I said, "You guys need to teach me how to play this." Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Would you like? And I was, yeah, yeah. Show yeah. me. So you, so you just aim for the hole. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. And so I, they, I they don't, they don't know your championship cornhole yeah, guy. So yeah. Not knowing that that was probably your very board right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, we're not, we're, we're not doing this for money. Yeah, today. yeah. Not, not today. Yeah, not but to- <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> But that was a lot of fun. We had mm-hmm. all of all of our seminaries out there, so we kind of had an educational component on that wing uh, with the bookstore piece. And I think I think our folks uh, who were out there, at least the feedback from them, they really appreciated mm-hmm. having a slower pace, a slower space where they could talk about their seminary, mm-hmm. the educational opportunities that those seminaries provided. So that was great. We had a massive screen so you could watch what was happening out there as mm-hmm. well. Enough space for cornhole yeah. uh, and stuff. Great stuff for families. This is the one thing that I love about Me our too. Conference uh, is that it is a space for families yeah. and folks can bring their, their their whole clan, their whole tribe, mm-hmm. and and just participate. And we've got things available to them and for them. Uh, on the other side, we had the exhibit hall. I think all in all in all, I think we had 102 somewhere in there different exhibitors who were providing uh, different ministries and, and educational resources and the like. A uh, lot of lot of fun. We had again 12 different publishers uh, in the uh, in the bookstore, and again just folks from all over that we managed. Watch 
touched, made sure that these were resources, ministries that would be of benefit to local churches. And so the great thing was I, I've even gotten feedback uh, recently uh, from some folks who, who were looking for ministries that were attached to our exhibit hall. So they're still, even after the event's over, reaching out to yeah. find those folks. And Every year them. it happens. Mm. You know, pastors or, you know, members of local churches go into the doors of that exhibit hall and they make contact with ministries that will be of benefit to them in the context of their local church. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the huge benefits of this conference. Yeah. Every single year this happens. Yeah. It was a lot, a lot of fun. We had little things like, uh, we, we had, we had a shoe shine uh, stand. Yeah. So tell me about this. Virgil. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So did you, uh, did you get your shoes? Oh, I, got, I, 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 I was, I was trying to be the first man up to get my shoe shine. <laughs> yeah. I needed some, some work put in on some, yeah. on some of my stuff. Did you so. drop off like seven, Seven pairs I did shoes. early. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I did. I wanted. To, I wanted. To, I, I was trying to test that out to vet them. Oh, I see. For the purpose sure of our conference quality. goers, of yeah. course, to make sure that this was of high quality. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> so they passed the test, yeah. and uh, we got them there. And a lot of folks had a lot of fun taking advantage yeah. of that. So that was great. Yeah, so out in the parking lot, we had a, a huge tent. We mm-hmm. talk about a tent. This thing was like they're setting it up with a like a crane yes. mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Yes. So so massive, you yes. know, tr- a whole truss system. You know, this wasn't just a pop up tent. No, this was this was something that took a full day to to really yeah. set up. Yeah, I got there early Wednesday morning to 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 kind of get them rolling with that. So, yeah. yeah, and then of course around that you had. You know, food trucks, and you had all sorts of things. You had a, a rock wall for the children mm-hmm. and other things. And it seemed as if, you know, that place filled up with families, and it was just a really big hit. It, it, was, was. it was great. We had wonderful weather. It, it was. was I, the, the weather helped out tremendously. Even if the weather had been a little bit difficult, we had kind of a covering for that yeah. space as well so that people who were out there wouldn't get soaked. But, uh, you know, going and coming, uh, once they got sat down in that space, they were they were good to go. That was, I mean, you know well, that was a process. Yeah. Uh, as you and I looked at, at the indoor capacity, thinking about 8,300 people, being there and feeding them for lunch in a comfortable way, yeah. um, man, we we worked. It was not easy uh, working with the you know the folks that were part of the convention hall. They were concerned about you know what does this look like? How does this work with our asphalt and all the like? We had to show them, hey, we're not going to do any damage. It's going to be a benefit to you. Interestingly enough, long story short, at the end of it, uh, some of the highest praises that we got mm-hmm. from their team was, man, that that tent thing that was a, that was a brilliant idea. And we like, well, if you listen to us next time, <laughs> we could work with you on that. But we had, we were able to seat 1,900 to 2,000 people underneath the tent for lunch. And folks were all – it was lunch was awesome because folks were everywhere. Yeah. They were – families were everywhere. Games were being played everywhere. Folks were interacting. I mean, every space and place that was available, uh, folks were just relaxing and enjoying mm-hmm. kind of the break. So it was it was awesome. And we and we extended l- the lunch period so that people wouldn't feel like they had to rush to get to lunch, then rush to the next event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a it was a it was a slow play for them to do that. And then what would start after that would be the breakouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- the one thing that we did not have uh, is enough spaces. Yep. They it was every room was packed. Folks were sitting everywhere, not only in all the chairs that were provided, the 200 plus chairs that were provided, they were sitting on the floor and standing in the back. And I mean, all the way up the aisle and then even out of the room, I had photographers who were supposed to go in and capture images. And most of the time they could not even get into the break room. Most of the images are from outside of the break room, kind of looking in on the speakers because there were so many folks that were interested. It was, it was crazy. I mean, just, you know, all the breakouts were that way. My breakout, there's people like at my feet yeah. surrounding me yep. and then out in the hall trying yep. to listen in. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was, it's, it's a disadvantage, right? That, but it was, it was kind of neat yeah. just to have, yeah. to see how much people are thirsting for, uh, hearing the truth in yeah. those breakout sessions. I think every single one of them was like that. Yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, it was great. The, the good thing I want to add about that is if you if you were there and you missed a particular breakout, uh, you were unable to experience, maybe you wanted to hear uh, two different speakers, but they were speaking at the same time and you had to choose one. Uh, the beauty of this year is we actually not simply got the audio, but we, we actually captured the video yeah. uh, for each of the teachings. And so if you go and download the G3 Plus app, mm-hmm. you'll be able to access all of that content, uh, it'll be available to 
to you not only in you, you'll get a bit more of the experience, not just the the audio, but you'll actually see kind of what was the kind of vibe that was happening in the room yeah. as, as folks were teaching. So that yeah. was really, really good. Yeah. So talk to us about the the sessions. So what did you guys think? Were were, were there any surprises to you or what did you think about the Q&A? The Q&A was, is, is always a wonderful time, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. every conference, the Q&A is one of the most popular sessions every single year. Yeah. And this year we had a little bit of a, a surprise during the 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 Q and A. Yeah, we're back behind the stage, getting ready to go up, <laughs> and we had a very specific order. Virgil had placed us in a very specific order, and I had left the room where we had been eating lunch earlier, and Paul Washer was sharing the gospel with this young lady, and now here we are, like forty five minutes later, you know, almost an hour later. And we're back there getting ready, and, and Paul's not with us. Right. And so I start sending messages and text messages, and then the next thing I know is, you know, people are coming back and they're telling me that he's he's still sharing the gospel with right. this this young lady. And so there are people in there with him waiting, and then of course they're sending me word, and then finally they're like, "What's drop dead time?" And I'm like, two minutes." Right. Like two minutes. Right. And so then the next response was. He's not going to make it. Right. Just take his chair off of the platform. So I told the stage manager, take the chair off the platform. And, and I'm racing back to find out, okay, who's in Paul's place? Let's yeah. make sure they're placed in the right position. So we get everything arranged, yeah, yeah. and then we walk out. And, of course, they're still trying to, you know, stage manager still trying to figure out the pluses and minuses on the chairs yeah. and get all of that set up. Yep. And then we finally got everything set, and we start. And, you know, we're rolling. Yeah. Q&A's mm-hmm. going well. Yeah. And then suddenly, Doctor Lawson's pontificating. Yeah, yeah. on, on then, expository preaching, exactly, right? Right, which you would expect. <laughs> exactly, Absolutely. which he's an expert, he is. right? Yeah. And then suddenly, there's a lot of commotion, <laughs> and we look, we look back, and Washer has made his way to the stage. Yes, yes. And at the time when I saw him, I'm literally thinking, okay, this is great. There's the applause. How are we going to get him in a chair? Yeah. <laughs> That's the next thought that I have, and then, and then, then the. Thought thereafter, as as I think it was Lawson who who had asked Washer, you know, tell us about Sola Scriptura and <laughs> say that in Spanish or something. He said to him, "I'm thinking, okay, I'm moderating this thing. How do I how do I rein this thing back in as as he gets ready to it be? Just, it just works fine. Yeah, everybody yeah. got yeah. in their spot. Guys are jumping up, I and mean, we yeah. we had a fantastic stage manager, fantastic yeah. Yeah. guys, and they yeah. just immediately jumped out, got a new chair on, we reshuffled, and it was yeah. it was good. Yeah. But we yeah. did set a new record in this Q and A. Oh yeah, you aware of this well it depends upon which record well i mean i think we set two records okay yeah the first was the number of of people in the q and a yeah that was a record that was, that <laughs> was a record enormous. yeah it was enormous and the, and the, the reason the only reason why that one stuck in my mind is i had to find all chairs that matched yeah so i was i was yeah. trying to i looked in our storage i'm like okay we got i know i bought eight of those chairs why do we only have six yeah. uh i know i bought eight of those chairs why do we only have six i'm thinking yeah. folks have kind of farmed that out and yeah. it's it's probably in somebody's house somewhere right and then yeah. I'm thinking, how, where do I find eleven chairs? So I'm I'm scrambling days. I gave before. one of those chairs to Scott for Christmas. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in your house yeah, is where I need to come like that, find right? it. But so I'm trying to find a, a a spot in the city that has eleven of the same chairs of the kind of quality that we want on that platform. So that's again something I'm racing around doing. We finally find that, get those brought in and, and shipped. And so I've got them all sitting there, and and you know all of that's just a part of the process yeah. of of preparing for. So that's why that number sticks into my mind. Oh, yeah. 11. I mean, it was definitely a record. That was the first for us. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, 26 minutes <laughs> into the q and I'm looking at I'm looking at the monitor. You know, the, the clock is ticking. And I realized James White is to my right. Right. And he hasn't said the first syllable. <laughs> this is an all-time G3 record at this point. <laughs> That that was because two days before at the Q and A in the pre conference, I mean, their GBTS even put out a little meme about his time talking and the rest of us talking, yeah. and he overwhelmed the rest of us. Well, by of course, yeah. yeah, that's what we expect yeah. of Doctor White. Right, exactly. Right. right. So right. anyway, that's that's uh, just just for the record. For the folks, record, got you can it. Note that. I'll note that. Yeah. So, so what are the odds that this segment becomes a topic of conversation on the next dividing line? Oh yeah. well. <laughs> You, know, you never know. Well, here's the thing. He, I mean, in, in you know, in, in fairness to James, or, or really to throw him a bone here, so that he doesn't have to feel like he needs to re- review this section. 
he actually got the opportunity to do, unlike any other podcaster, got a chance to do a dividing line at the G3 conference mm. during a breakout session. Yeah. yeah. Have you sent that bill to Rich Pierce yet? I have not. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of them to sponsor the G3. Conference. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But yeah, that, that was, those are just a, just a handful of the fun things. I, I enjoyed, you know, uh, getting to hear for me most of the time because of the nature of the work that, that I have to do behind the scenes. I don't get a chance uh, as often to hear all of the sessions. I will hear portions of a session uh, i usually get to hear yours because it's the first and, and you know it's right i've done an announcement i've got usually time uh, all the way up until lunch so i'll get to hear a big portion of, of your talk i i get will catch a little bit of of owen's talk and then for me i i had to go racing and, and and do a number of other things in the evenings i get portions of talks as yeah. well so i heard a little bit of Bodie, a lot of a lot of paul washer right. which were excellent and 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 for me it's 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 about the service to everyone else in that space. And so I'll get a chance to hear those on the back end. Yeah. Besides the fact, I get the joy of being behind the scenes and interacting with the speakers and all of the other opportunities that I have in, in yeah. those spaces. So, yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of moving parts. But again, just I, I think the conference was a home run on so many levels. Mm -hmm. I think it's the best G3 ever. Yeah. Um, I think I say that every single time. But mm -hmm. but really, I think it's improving. Yeah. Every single year, it gets better. Yeah. And that's, again, that's a testimony to you guys and for what you guys have been doing in terms of you know, executing a, a master plan that's just working. Yeah. And so the exhibit hall was a success. The, the family, you know, friendliness of the conference is a success. Um, the bookstore, a massive success. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were able to, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing pictures on social media following the hashtags when I'm out of town, you know, recovering right. the week after G3. <laughs> right, right. And I'm just, I'm just seeing people getting their boxes shipped to their house mm -hmm. with all these books and, you know, tremendous discounts, yeah, by the way. And we, right. we talk about this. You know, when you go to a conference, you need to plan accordingly because this provides an opportunity for you to build your theological library yeah. or your church's library or, you know, a, a pastor's library, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And so take advantage of those discounts. Yeah, 50 to 60% discounts. For the first yeah. time this year, having the shipping option, which yeah. really helps people. They don't have to worry about shoving things in suitcases. Yeah. They can just get, get it shipped straight home. Yeah. Uh, that was really neat. I think a lot of people didn't ex didn't expect it. We advertised, we we told people, but you know, not 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 all all people knew that it was coming. Mm -hmm. I think in future years that's going to be even more popular as yeah. people know that yeah. that's an option and definitely and uh, can really stock up on their their books and then ship them straight home. Hey, one of the things I want to want to talk about before we wrap up is I wanted to mention the the, the podcast booth. We we alluded to it earlier, and uh, we had we had a uh, our, our friend uh, John with us, John Root with us, and he was kind of uh, co co leading some things and. Uh, Doing some things there. Uh, what did you guys think of that? How'd you experience? It? I know you you had a chance to to be yeah. on there. I don't think you got a chance to be on. Say I didn't either. I kind of gave up my spot to I think Mike Riccardi or somebody else. And so yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, I I've listened to one of the sessions with Phil Johnson. I think we're going to publish all of those on right. the G3 app. So you need to download the app and you'll get a notification when we publish those. So for all the attendees who are walking about the conference and you're seeing this desk and someone up there being interviewed and people were trying to, you know, video bomb, you know, things <laughs> behind the scenes, yeah. which was, you know, funny, but you're going to be able to see that in the app. So go ahead and download the app if you don't have it yet. And then you'll uh, again be notified. But I think it was really good, Virgil. I think um, this was your idea. I think it was a fantastic idea. And I think that, you know, when I made my way out the first morning before I preached, um, initially I was a bit hesitant to agree to those terms right. because, you know, usually I don't like to be around anybody before I preach yeah. in the mornings. Yeah. And, um, so I went out and made my way through the massive crowd and got up to the, to the desk and sat down. And, and then of course it wasn't like just being recorded through the microphone, but it was being amplified so that people could hear it throughout the hall. Right. 
And so I felt that it served a really good purpose good. for those who were there mm-hmm. and also for those who couldn't make it that were at home yeah. to be able to get a sense of, of really the, the magnitude of this, of this conference mm-hmm. and what was really happening there. Yeah. So I, I thought it serves uh, you know, a good purpose on both sides yeah. of the fence, if you will. Yeah. yeah. The After Hours events were, were awesome. We got a chance to watch the Cessationist mm-hmm. uh, movie and, and the impact of that. I think, man, it, I was shocked at how many people— People stayed. Yep. If you had asked me before, I would have told you 1,500 people out of the 8,300 will be in the room for the, the after hours event for the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the fact it's a long day. Mm-hmm. It's the first of two and a half days of, yes. a, of a massive conference. Yep. And then, of course, you have schedules to keep. Mm-hmm. You really need to get to eat supper. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you go do that and then you get back, and of course you could have brought food in. Sure. I still would have said 1,500 people. Yeah. And I was blown away when I turned around and looked and they were getting ready, like the five-minute countdown was happening. I looked back and there was 4,500 to 5,000 people in the yeah. room. And it was just, yeah. it was unreal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. And the, and the great showing of the movie, folks loved it, experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the next day we had the the, the announcement of our conference and what we're going to do with that. With that, with that said, I, I also want to talk about day two. Yeah, uh, and right. I ha- and I have to unpack a little bit of what didn't happen mm-hmm. uh, for the pre-conference uh, on 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 day two. We had the essential church movie planned, yeah, uh, and then the unfortunate event of a a bomb threat yeah. that actually took place yeah. uh, on on our stage. Kind of kind of speak to you guys' perspective. I know where I was and what I was doing, and I'll, I'll share a little bit yeah. of that. But kind of what you saw, what you were doing, and well, how you navigated that. Well, first of all, you know the the night is is coming to a close, and of course the film's going to be shown, and we had a special. Uh, meal that was was you know designed for the speakers and special guests. So we're away um, on campus in the convention center in a room, and we have really really uh, great food. I mean, it was fantastic, mm-hmm, Virgil. Mm-hmm. And so we're hanging out together, spending time, laughing. the The room's filled with all sorts of friends that are getting, you know, reconnected and sharing stories. And, and, uh, so then there was live music, uh, the, the cello was being played. I mean, it was just a really nice atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And, um, suddenly one of our security guys came in and he looked at me and I could tell he had, I mean, he was in go mode and he looked at me and he said, he said, I've got to I, I literally have to evacuate the whole building. And I said, what are you talking about? And then another security guy came in. And he said, Josh, we don't even have time to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So I, I reached and I grabbed a microphone. I turned and the cello's playing and everyone's enjoying their mm-hmm. their, their time. And, and I made an announcement. I said, listen, guys, I said, if I could have your attention, I need everyone immediately to stand up and follow security out the doors right now. I mean, we don't have time to talk about it. Let's go. And, you know, within five minutes, we had made our way through the back service hall out the the loading dock doors, and now we're all congregated on the sidewalk. And then I could get all the speakers together, and I could explain that it's a bomb threat. Uh I didn't really want to tell them, you know, in that moment because I didn't want to freak everyone out. Right. You don't want but, to create a stampede. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but as we're making our way through the service hall backstage on our way to, you know, the, the loading dock doors, the, the, the staff of the convention hall were coming outside doors in, in sprint mode. Mm-hmm. And so then our people are like looking like thinking that this is maybe an active shooter or something really bad's happening. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was a it was a credible threat, so we had to to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, we eventually made our way to the Marriott, and uh, once we arrived in the Marriott lobby, there were hundreds of people from the conference who had congregated there, and and we're just all talking about you know the disappointment. I'm thinking from a planning perspective, massive disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, how frustrated I am, you know, Mm -hmm. the evening wasn't supposed to end this way and we're just all talking and it was a literally hundreds of people. I don't know how many people were in that room, Scott, but it was a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course that, that specific hotel, you know, that property, they have a, a, a decent sized restaurant attached to it. They have 
um, you know, a, an active bar that's right there in the in the lobby itself. There's just a lot of stuff happening, but with hundreds of G3 attendees gathered in this place, trying to figure it out, like what's going to happen next? Right. Will there be Saturday hap- happen right. at this point? Right. You know, and so we're just trying to all figure it out. And Mike Riccardi standing next to me, and Scott's right there, and 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 Mike said something like, "I think we should just sing." And you said, absolutely, we should. And I said, yes, we should. I can get everyone's attention, but I'm not leading them in song. <laughs> so I stood up on a piece of furniture. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, as I look back, I had to actually apologize to the Marriott staff later mm-hmm. that night. I went up and apologized to the manager because I, I whistled really loud. Oh, gotcha. And everyone in the whole entire lobby, hundreds of people came to an immediate hush. Yeah. And they fixed their attention on me, uh-huh. the bar, and everyone that had oh. their back to me spun immediately, yeah. like to figure out what's what, going, what's going on. on. Yeah. And then I said, "Listen, we did not plan for the evening to end this way, mm-hmm. so I think we should sing." Wow. And then I said, "I want everyone to give your attention to Scott Annual, and he's going to lead us in singing." That's and great. so then we were able to. Scott did an excellent job of just like. Just speaking the 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 next three words mm-hmm. of the next stanza out, oh, and then everyone great. just carried on, oh, that's and it great. was just that's it was fantastic. an amazing moment. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. So we sang "Great Is Thy Faithfulness," "Mighty Fortress," "Doxology." Yeah, and there's videos floating around. People took pictures and videos. Yeah, yeah. in really fact, cool. uh, Carl Hargrove was yeah. there, and he was there were all these people that were, you know, immediately had their phones up, yep. and and so I was, you know, in the center of that circle. And I made my way kind of to the side a bit. To be by Carrie. To be by my wife. And then we were singing. And um, But anyway, so that night later, uh, I noticed as I was looking at social media, Carl tweeted that out yep. with the hashtag. And when he did, the, the Atlanta News mm-hmm. actually reached out and said, can we use this? Yeah. And they did a report that evening at, at the 11 o'clock news and used his video. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really a special moment. And, yeah. and the more that I talked to friends that evening and then after the conference, there was a uniqueness about that. You know, here was a threat that was happening. And yes, it was a bummer. And yes, we were rushed out of the place. We couldn't see the essential church film. Um, but, but what happened was it brought us together in unity and it brought us together in the gospel and the hope of our sovereign God. And that's mm. the very purpose for us it. being at this conference right, was to right. study the sovereignty of God. Right. And so in many ways I had to repent of my own, you know, griping attitude sure, that sure. I had internally sure. and the spirit that I had at first, but it was a sweetness that mm-hmm. settled in on the people in that lobby. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. It was uh, good to hear. I remember getting your phone call about where you guys were and you were looking for me and I was on the other end of that spectrum. Cause as, as the person involved in the operations aspect, I was with you guys at the yeah. dinner, uh, sitting down there, but I also had responsibilities to make sure that the essential church stuff happened like it needed to. Uh, I was trying to help them get situated. I was on the other end of the building when I got a call from um, the the guy who was doing all of the stage management that someone had kind of broken ranks and got up and and had made this announcement that there was a bomb in the building. Uh, As a result of that, he called me. I got that call. I'm I'm then racing as fast as I can toward the stage to find out what's going on. By the time that happened, all the guy who made the 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 uh, the threat he's outdoors and and working in that area i'm trying to ascertain what's happening and we have our own internal security team and they did a phenomenal mm-hmm. job they did a phenomenal job uh making sure that all of us communicated were on the same page saying the same things and we're moving people outdoors doing the best that we could apart from getting anyone overly you know frightened or any kind of a stampede it was all about just properly executing getting everybody outdoors and then again and as as my as I'm walking through the halls trying to make sure everyone's out my, my mind like you is racing toward the disappointment how is this? How are we going to plan? All of those things are going through your head. But the primary driver is let's make sure everybody is safe. Yeah. Um, I'm going through bathrooms and stalls, making sure no one is left in the building because at the time yeah. it was a credible threat. So we get everyone outdoors. And uh, and I think at the at the point that I recognized everyone was in, 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 in a safe keeping. 
that they were in a safe space, that folks were not, that no one was hurt, that God honored all of that as we dealt with, with that, that particular issue. Uh, I got your call. He's, you were like, and, and the, the calmness of your voice, the, 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 the way that you were when you said, Hey, brother, come on over here. We're singing, we're singing the hymns. And just get over here, you know, man. I just I got choked up with you on the phone, yeah, I know. and I was just like, man, you know, that's awesome. And and just thinking that the day didn't end in that way, but it ended with giving God the glory right. to His name. Yeah, I mean, I I had quoted the day before in my sermon Cooper's hymn, "Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust Him for His grace." Mm. Behind a frowning providence, He hides a smiling face. Yeah, and that's exactly what had happened. Yeah. Right? In that moment, but and, and I do want to go on record just for those who are hearing this podcast or watching this episode of the G three podcast. As we talk about the bomb threat, I do want to let you know. Um, I'm not going to share all the details with you because I do know the details mm-hmm. um, surrounding that whole scene. I would ask you to pray for the gentleman's daughter um, who was there with him when he made this threat. Um, but what I will tell you is it had nothing whatsoever to do with the showing of the essential church film. Yeah. Had nothing whatsoever to, to do with that or in opposition to that film or to stop that film. Um, or to G3 or to G3. It was, it was specifically related to, um, an issue with PTSD and, uh, former military service. Mm -hmm. Um, and some things happened, but nevertheless, and it I do wasn't want, wasn't true. And yeah, there was nothing, yeah, and yeah. and praise be to God that yeah. that everything was fine. And in the early, so we didn't sleep all night. <laughs> no. And then the next morning, in the early hours of the morning, we finally get um, the green light that they had to use robotics yeah. and all sorts of. You yeah. know, there were eight law enforcement agencies that yep. were involved the whole night. Um, to to clear the whole facility and to give us access the next morning. And then we made minimal adjustments and still were able to have Saturday. But because of some tweets that were placed out in the heat of the moment, I do want to be very clear that this had nothing to do with opposing anyone that was in the Essential Church documentary um, or the the film itself. Yeah, that's good. That's good. The other thing is I was shocked and surprised. Again, as I'm thinking through operations, where we need to be, what needs to happen, how we need to, you know, we had a briefing that morning about 6 a.m. with the with the team from the GICC and different agencies that had come in to, to give us all of the threat assessments and what was going on. Uh, we took that in and then made our decisions about, A, how to communicate things out. You were involved heavily with making sure that all the communications got out in the best way that possible that they could. The building needed to get cleaned. I mean, just every aspect. My thought that morning was, this building is probably safer now than it ever has been, <laughs> given all the agencies that have gone through this place and, and made sure that, that we were absolutely clear. The, the, the thing that was awesome, though, was to watch our resilient G3 audience mm-hmm. show up. Yep. I mean, you know, the, the idea that they wouldn't be there or that somebody thought that I'm not going to come or I'm going home, that was not the case. Oh, was it? It was not. Yeah. That place was Packed, and we we delayed an hour just to make sure things were cleaned up, and in us in a, in a you know were able to receive people in a way that we, we that we wanted to wanted wanted that to happen. Um, they were packed. Yeah, it was the hallways were packed. Such an encouragement. Again, you see the the audience, the G three audience. You know, uh, again the resiliency as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But they were there, ready to go, and and of course Ken Ham was the first one up. Mm-hmm. Did a phenomenal job. He did. He was lights out, um, just as he always does. And it was just great. I mean, it was great to finish strong. That was one of the things that I like said. You kept that saying, night, "Yeah, I don't want to finish like this. Yeah. I want to finish strong." You were even saying, "If we yeah. got if we got to meet out in the tent, in the parking lot, in the parking lot to <laughs> yeah. make this thing a deal where we finish strong, we're going to finish strong." Yeah. And so uh, I know that was your focus and effort. And so we get that, and then Lawson, like Lawson does in his own Lawsonian way. Uh, just knocks it out of the ballpark uh, for a close, and yeah. uh, we wrap things up. I thought it was so cool. I mean, he had <clears throat> a just a strong gospel invitation, right, to he close out the does. whole thing, yeah, the, the conference. In fact, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Scott, because a lot of times people, and again, we had a conference on the sovereignty of God, and, and my first initial sermon was on the sovereignty of God and saving sinners. Mm-hmm. And we, we sometimes receive critiques mm-hmm. as if, well, if we believe that, then it, it, it diminishes our zeal to call right. sinners to repentance. Well, here's here's what everyone needs to see. If you listen to the men who preach in this conference year after year after year, what you will find 
is that um, we are all calling sinners to repentance right. in our preaching. Mm-hmm. At some point, usually, there's going to be some sort of mention to repent or this is what's necessary. And, and Lawson, oftentimes, in his final sermon, will labor mm-hmm. in, his, mm-hmm. in his appeal for repentance. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I, I received... Um, I, I, I posted something on social media and saw a response the following day. Um, it was just such an encouraging thing to see a dear sister who was at the conference, who had who had been to the conference with her sister, who was unconverted, mm. sitting there under the preaching of the gospel, is suddenly awakened to the truth mm-hmm. of her need for Jesus Christ. Wow. And she repented and, and the Lord saved Man, her. Man, that's fantastic. And so... Again, in, 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 in my article, the review that I wrote about the conference, I've linked to that post so you can see it in, in that article. But um, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's such an encouraging thing yeah. to see. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the high note you want to end yeah. on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fantastic conference, fantastic time, amazing time. I know we've been working up to it for two years, and, and it, was, it was worth the wait. Uh, absolutely was worth the wait. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, I know we've got some time. There's so many coming out of kind of post-conference. I'm thinking, oh, I want to tweak that. I want to yeah. tweak this. And yeah. we want to do this better and that better. But any any kind of final thoughts that yeah. you want to share? So, so I will say this. I mean, again, you guys hit a massive home run with all of your plans. To everyone that's listening to this podcast or watching this episode, you just need to know that this team works for two years specifically Virgil, and then we all get involved at some level as we get a little closer. Mm-hmm. But there are so so many details that this team is thinking about in, in terms of serving you guys when you show up at this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is that this next year in the off year, um, you're going to want to be a part of the regional conference. Yes, you will. It's going to be an absolute blast. Yeah. Let me just say a word about our next conference, if I may, just to encourage those who are like, man, I wish I could have been there. I've got to wait two years. Well, actually, you can get a taste, if you will, of of what all this is about by joining us in May um, in South Lake, Texas. And you can be there at Countryside Bible Church for what we're calling the Reformation Conference. Now, the reason for this is for us to remember not that we're just going to gather together and talk about figures from church history and the Reformation era of church history, although it does bear that name. The point is is that the Reformation continues present day. So it's going to be, yes, we're going to study theology. We're going to look at the history of, of what happened in the Reformation. And yes, you'll probably hear some quotes from, say, John Knox or uh, John Calvin or Martin Luther and so on and so forth. But what you're going to also hear is, is, is a desire for us to be very practical about what this looks like present day yeah. for the church yeah. in this present hour. Yes. So join us if you can. You can find out information on our website. Yeah, absolutely. You'll want to be a part. Josh Bice will be with us. Joel Beakey, Paul Washer, Stephen Lawson. There'll be many more that we'll add during the course of, of, uh, of our time as we prepare for that. May 9th through the 11th, go to g3men.org. Come get a taste of what you may have missed yeah. uh, or come be reminded of what you enjoyed. Uh, one way or another, we would love for you to join us at that conference. Anything else you got for Scott? No, just uh, thankful. Thankful yeah. for yeah. working with you men and for all the—I mean, we have to give a shout-out to all of our— Church members who are involved, as always, Good night. Yeah. the other volunteers all working together. It's just, it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Grateful for the ministry here at Praise Mill Baptist Church. Love you guys if you're watching. Thank you so much for all that you do to be a part of what we do at, at G3. And uh, you guys birthed this thing. We're just carrying the ball forward. Mm-hmm. So it's a great, great, uh, great c- connection that we have there. With that said, thank you all for joining us for this edition of the G3 Podcast. <laughs>